Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome to the Ohio. It is Tuesday, March 2nd. Uh, Craig has a family obligation today, so it's just me and Brandon. Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm I'm awake, which is good. <laughs> it's been it's already been a long week. These weeks are getting longer and longer, but it, it's been good. Yeah, well, a lot going on. Um, just quickly um, talking about some of the stuff we also have on our uh, podcast feed. Uh, Megan Henry, um, Brandon, I think she's in the Four Timers Club. She's one of our repeat guests, and we always like having her on. Uh, she came on yesterday. She talked. She's got a new beat. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, she went from healthcare. She's now on K to twelve education for the Dispatch, and she talked about one of her first stories about how Columbus schools, uh, the suburban school districts, are also coming back to in school learning. Um, in the middle of COVID and talking about precautions they're taking. Uh, looks like all the suburban uh, schools are going to be back in March. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. And then we also talked to Alex Henry Foster. Uh, Brandon, I thought I knew music. I really don't at all. Um, have you ever heard of My my Friend's Enemy? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. Okay. It's some band of Canada, and they actually tour worldwide. Um, they're apparently really big. So I talked to him about some of the stuff he has coming up. Uh, he joked about, they have plans for a European trip, um, this, um, summer. Uh, obviously that probably won't be likely with COVID restrictions and everything else. And he has a triple vinyl double, um, CD coming out, which, um, I'm, I'm not a big vinyl guy, but for anybody who likes vinyl, a triple vinyl album sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I've listened to some of his music. It's unlike anything I've ever heard. It's kind of like a hard alternative, kind of like a screamo, but they have jazz in it. So it's kind of like we talked a couple weeks ago about TV Bridgers. Um, it's kind of like that. So it was interesting. I didn't know much about him, uh, but it was good to talk to him and good to catch up. And also, we had the Steelers podcast go up uh, where Joe, Paul, and I yell about everything Steelers. And <laughs> we had the worst. Um, thing that ever could happen to us um you remember brandon when we worked for a weekly paper where we always were like boy if something happens right after deadline yeah you can put it online but you can't really put it in print for another week well we had this happen where we've been talking about jj watt 
a big free agent out there that was concerned the Steelers. We talked about J.J. Watt. We recorded a podcast at 10, and about 10 minutes after we ended the podcast, J.J. Watt announced where he was signing. And I'm like, announce it before the podcast. Yeah, help us out, J.J., <laughs> but he didn't. But I'm sure J.J. doesn't care, which is fine. And, and as always, check out our, our sponsors, uh, Chase Bank, uh, Mainly Man Company, um, Dropbox. Um, they're all listed there. Check them out. They'll be good. And I'm getting through that without laughing. It's good, Brandon. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the stuff uh, quickly that's happening across Ohio. Uh, this actually came from last week, but I always thought this was kind of fun. Uh, since I inquired in, in Gannett, Ohio, always seem to do a yearly look at uh, the rejected vanity plates. So, you know, you pay a little bit more when you get your license plate. You don't have to get the, you know, the letters and the numbers the state gives you. You can make your own. And I thought some of these were kind of funny. Um, Brandon, I guess um, 2020 and COVID-19 was a rejected theme. Um, uh, well, not everything associated with that, but the ones were rejected seemed to all go around COVID and, you know, 2020. Uh, did you see these? I, I thought some of these were interesting. There was a WTF 2020. Kind of surprised that that was rejected, but I guess that's right. Yeah, it's... It's always a fun story to do. Um, just, um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm surprised no one's gotten upset about free speech here. <laughs> but you know, it's right. these are these plates are for uh, are for registration purposes. So it's no, no it's kind of funny. Um, FK COVID, which I, I think we know what that's saying. I can understand why that may have been rejected. <laughs> uh, let's see. Go for some of these. WAP, W-A-P-P-P, which is referring to the the WAP song. And I I can understand that being rejected. I'm I'm understanding of why the state wouldn't like that. Um, There was like a shit uh, from Schitt's Creek. I'm saying Schitt's Creek for all the centers out there. Yeah, I can understand why that was um, rejected. F. Carol B. Is that Carol Baskin? I'm thinking. Oh, that probably is the reference, yeah. Because okay. probably wanted to, you know, people really do believe she murdered her husband. Allegedly. Allegedly murdered her husband. Fed him to the tiger. Allegedly. Well, I think anytime you put F and then whatever else after on the license plate, I can understand being rejected. But, you know, that, that's a weird... Because you you have that license plate for, what, a year or two at least? Well, for a custom one? I wonder. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying because that's a weird one for 2021 because Tiger King, I, I mean, it's not timely anymore. I mean, I guess that's why I wouldn't like well, Carol Tiger B. came out last year, Chris. So, right. I mean, it's it's probably just something. It's still relatively new, I think. Still, okay. I think it, ta- it takes a while to catch up. But I'm wondering if at the end of 2021, if people are going to be like, who's this Carol B? But that's funny. What if there's some woman named Carol B, Carol with a B name and they're like, uh, oh yeah. I, I just, I just want to have my license plate, Carol. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Her first initial was F. Like, well, if it's like Francine, <laughs> and, and like her middle name was Carol. So yeah, that could be weird. I, I don't know. I mean. I think it might lose its timeliness. I guess that's my only concern with Carol B. But again, anytime you say F before, it could be F whatever. F U R O N A, Verona. I'm not sure what that means. Do you? What? What's that? 
F U R O N A was another. Well, word. Rona is like a, a sh- uh, sometimes a shortened slang word for coronavirus. Oh, okay, okay. So they're like they're they're saying you know F U ro- coronavirus. Oh, F U Rona. Okay, okay, I, I get that. It was all like as one word. I mean, I, I guess. yeah. Well, that's the hope to get past past through the oh okay. the censor. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of cleverness behind it, you know. So I shouldn't be a censor, because if I was a censor, I'd be like, uh, Ferona? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but whatever, you can have it. And everyone would be high-fiving, going, man, this guy's dumb, right? They probably should just ban license plates that begin with the letter F. Just save them some trouble. And nothing with the letter F. You know, nothing with the letter D. (laughs) I don't know. Well, well, here's another one. I'm looking at the gallery at the top of the uh, page. Where, uh, we'll have a link to you uh, as part of the podcast. T-H-I-C-K-K-K. Um, I, I think anytime you put K-K-K right in a row, that's a dead giveaway that it shouldn't be a license plate. Is that what I'm seeing here? Uh, probably, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can't put KKK. I think it's mostly for the driver's safety too. I mean, really? Okay. I mean, like if I saw someone with a, if, if I saw someone with a KK license plate, I mean, what are, what am I going to think of them? Right. <laughs> I mean, and obviously, I'm not going to do anything. But there are some people who would probably go go out of their cars and have a right. few words with that driver. But um, it's, you know, I wouldn't be caught dead in that car. Oh. S U S F U. I mean, the F- FU, I can understand what that stands for. S-U-S, though. S-U-S. Uh, I, I don't want to be... I'm, we're going to get made fun of for like, oh, it's so yeah, obvious, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have had uh, Jackie Borchardt, uh, our writer, uh, who's listening to Dispatch Inquire. Uh, she wrote that. And I, I saw a tweet from her talking about how she had to consult her Urban Dictionary to get the meaning of some of these. So, All right. Um... Yeah, let me let me kind of look through some of these because you're right. Jeez, I am M O I S T. That's not good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, loud AF again. Any reference where you say F or AF, you know, yeah, the state's not going to prove that. So. I just ban the letter F entirely. <laughs> yes. And a lot of these are F. There's like F U COVID. They should just do number number plates or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like like a it's license plate. Like a no more letters. Just um, do a um, um, just do number plates. I guess. Yeah, so. a, a lot of F references on here. Like you know, F America. Jeez. All right. <laughs> I think we, we've done, we tried to stir the horse. Let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, yes, yes, definitely, definitely. But yeah, very interesting. Again, don't say F, don't say other stuff, and don't email me or post a negative message on Facebook if I misunderstood some slang. I'm old. I'm a boomer. So, you, you know, hey, I don't understand everything. So, it's good. I, yeah, I, man, but that's going to be a scary job. You only get fired over that or something. You know what I mean? I, I mean, those guys who check those... <laughs> It's got to be weird. All right, moving on. Um, Ohio, another interesting story from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Ohio may triple the number of medical marijuana dispensaries, um, but it won't happen until next year. I don't know. I don't want to sit here and judge medical marijuana places. Um, The story talks about how some people have to drive an hour to where they have to go. 
uh, we were joking about fast food. And, you know, fast food, you know, there's probably three McDonald's within a five-minute range from my house. Um, I, I don't know how many, how many mar- medical marijuana places do we need? I mean, I, I'm not sure what my opinion should be about this. Should we have more? Well, I mean, you you want to probably have a good amount per population or like a right. per per uh, capita. Um, I think, um, and it, like I say, like it's not like you can walk into a dispensary and just say, "I want this product and this product." It's like you have to have like a, uh, there's only like twenty one medical conditions around at least at least twenty. I think it's a little over twenty, but um, at least over a little over twenty medical conditions to get medical marijuana but and then you can't even just even if you do have them you can't just walk in the store still you have to go to a physician and get a what's uh, a certificate of recommendation and right. you can't just go to any physician there physicians have to get certified like a special certification just to recommend marijuana because um, right. they have to take some courses and whatnot i mean this is the most regulated medical industry i've ever come across but maybe i don't know um in terms of like between a consumer and a product, a certain type of product. I don't know, but um, I think the state of Ohio is doing a fine job rolling this out. I'm not saying they've done it totally perfectly, but in terms of the, in essence of like, you know, it's, you know, keeping it strictly medical and strictly what kind of medical conditions um, really the dispensaries are, I I think there was a limited number of dispensaries um, um, to begin with. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think the bigger question though will be is, um, is, 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 will there be enough supply still to like with, cause there's even, there's just as much of a limited number of cultivators, which are the ones who grow the, the marijuana. And then there's a, uh, a limited number of manufacturers who turn, who can turn that, uh, medical marijuana, uh, uh, raw plant material into, um, into, you know, some of the fun little products like gummies, edibles, and um, um, and other kinds of ways to um, uh, imbibe, I guess is maybe one way to say to the medical marijuana. Mo- I will say this in a just clarification: you can't smoke it. Um, vaping's okay, but you can't smoke pet marijuana, mar- medical marijuana. So, um, so I think you know it's it's a pretty good compromise. I'm not; it's not perfect, but um, you know, I I think. Um, the number of uh, medical uh, medical marijuana dispensers is pretty limited, and it's it doesn't surprise me that they want to increase the number. But I think they wanted to start out with a limited number just to kind of go through the regulation process and get a good feel for it. And um, yeah, have they been able to make the price come down? Because I remember like the first thing that came out, we covered it, and it was weird because the prices were a little bit high, and I think it was because of supply issues and everything. But it hasn't come down at all. Probably so, the prices might be coming down. I, I think it is a supply issue, but that's because, I mean, it's a relatively new industry. It's, you know, I mean, I don't, it's, I think, um, and again, it's like goes back to the cultivators and the manufacturers. Sometimes they're one in the same. They can, there's like, you have to apply for separate licenses to get like a joint facility that grows it and then manu- and then cuts it up and manufactures it. Um, and so, uh, um, but generally, I think, um, yeah, it's it the it, supply issue. Supply is definitely an issue, but um, which is interesting to me about creating more dispensaries. Um, unless, of course, yeah. they're at a they wouldn't probably consider it 
if um, I would I like to think that if the if the if the manufacturers and the growers have finally caught up and they have a lot of an abundance but not enough dispensaries to take the product. I'm wondering if we're at that point. I don't know, but that's a question I would have as a reader. Well, I wonder if like with farmers and everything. I mean, I've seen that Ohio farms that are struggling, they're looking toward hemp, and I'm not sure if I'm, I'm assuming a farm could try to grow marijuana i i don't know it, it's interesting uh, the other thing i was thinking about too is, is so you're saying with the medical marijuana you can't smoke it is that part of the regulation with it or? yeah you are not you're, it's not allowed to be smoked um you can vape it because the reason why is smoking it when you're burning that raw plant material or burning it whatever form it takes you're releasing a lot more carcinogens and toxic materials into your lungs and stuff. So that's counterintuitive to what the purpose of the product is. Whereas vaping, it doesn't, it warms the, the product, but it doesn't, uh, it warms it enough, but it doesn't burn it, which is, I really didn't know that. That's the difference kind of between vaping and smoking, I suppose, is it's sort of a difference of temperature and that really, it, so it releases like for vaping from what a botanist told me, or, or I call it botanist, but miracle or more of a marijuana, uh, retailer told me is that um, um, you're releasing all the good effects, but none of the um, none of the bad effects. Um, that's why smoking's not allowed. Um, but yeah, to, to, um, yeah, a farmer can't just simply go and grow, start growing pot in their back back fields. They have to. I mean, it's like you have to like show show a plan of like I will have this guarded. I have a fence. I have a wall. I have yeah, security measures. Yeah. Um, but hemp is different. Hemp is not regulated by the, um, by the, um, medical marijuana program. It's regulated under the agriculture department. Um, the difference between hemp and marijuana, uh, in that, in a sense is uh, the THC content, um, which is kind of the, um, what contributes to the hallucinogenic effects. So marijuana can be anywhere of more than 10%, I think with hemp and, and the CBD oil, products that you might see in Kroger, it's like less than, less than point, it's like up to 0.03% or something crazy. So, um, that's why it's, those products are okay to be, to be used. Um, you can see those sell to like in Kroger and farmer's markets, wherever, yeah. but, um, um, it's that THC content. That's the, the, the deciding factor. Because I know one of the concerns when they allowed medical marijuana was saying, oh, now the state's selling marijuana to people. What's going on here? But from what you're saying, it sounds like that what's offered isn't that if, like, you wanted to get high, that's not the type of marijuana you're looking for if you just want to smoke marijuana, right? I don't, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, people are, are I think... Uh, as, as to, I think it's, it's just like a CBD cream or, or, or hemp products. I, I think they have some, uh, some, um, uh, symptom relieving properties, but maybe not as potent or strong as maybe like a, um, as the marijuana, actual marijuana product. And maybe it's, maybe it's something to do with that marijuana high that does help out patients. I'm not sure. I've always wondered that. Uh, I don't, I don't do marijuana, so I'm not, I'm not. No, like, yeah, me neither. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent of the difference, but I've, I've tried out CBD products, you know, and, um, um, I don't really see much of an impact on my, my livelihood, but, um, I know, um, 
but I think I did buy like a CBD muscle cream for my wife's soul, shoulder, and it seems to help out sometimes with her right. with her. She has like a little weird shoulder pain sometimes, but uh, uh, maybe it's maybe I think there's some things that that's just not enough, and that's why you want to have more of that actual marijuana THC content. But um, um, you know, it, it's just about you know helping people get a product that you know worth despite all we we put, put pumped in mil, millions and into pharmaceutical products on pain relief and and that's you know that contributed to the opioid crisis in some ways um whereas this you know it's marijuana products i i don't want to say you can't get addicted off them but i think it's a lot it seems like it's a lot safer than 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 the opioids so um i think how we're right, really running it over in Ohio is fine, even if it was like this for yeah. perpetuity. I mean, in Oregon, there is like a dispenser like every every other block, and they've got beautiful names like Flower Pot and <laughs> and, uh, and it's recreational and medical over in Oregon. Well, and I guess I kind of look at it too. And, and again, I I approach this stuff different than some other uh, people of faith, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, I remember in Columbus, you know, when, uh, what was it, 10 years ago when they were trying to figure out should they have a casino or not? And there was a lot of churches like, oh my goodness, Columbus is going to fall apart. The gangsters will come in. They'll be Al Capone and everything. And I'm not a supporter of gambling. I'm not one that would go to the Columbus casino a lot. But I kind of sat there and said, you know, uh, I don't think it's going to change the city that much. You know what I mean? It really didn't. I mean, I mean, it's almost its own little island in the west side. We I yeah, live close by, yeah. and it's almost be- it's like one of the most beautiful properties in the west side at this point. And um, I get mad because I'm driving by, and the roads are terrible, and the yeah. their property looks like it's kept in tip top shape for the most part. Well, um, it, it hasn't really driven it making made an impact at all, which is the irony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looks. I don't think it's destroyed the area. I mean, the area was still in. It, it's a rough area. Let's just be frank, um, but. Yeah, that area, that property itself is like, dang, that's really good. I don't think it's really improved the area. I'm not sure if it's really deproved the area. It's just another business. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of my takeaway. And I guess if you're really looking at, well, did it make the area better? Well, at least one property is nice, I guess. You know what I mean, well, I mean, I guess if it wasn't there, all properties would be crap. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we would have to see studies and stuff on gambling addiction or whatnot. And, um, I just wonder if there's just so much awareness and there's like a different mentality of, of how you people approach gambling today and that they realize, look, it's not something to lose, lose, lose over. I don't know. Um, I, well, I haven't really heard too many horror stories, but. Well, if you really break it down, okay, then get rid of all the bars because bars got drunkenness. And you, know, you know what I mean? You could drunk drive home or whatever. I, I mean, again, it is what it is. I'm, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going to see me there on a Friday night, but. You know, gambling, but you're not going to see me on Friday night picketing either. You know, whatever. There's, uh, you, you can only fight so many battles, and that's not a battle I'm interested in fighting. I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, but back to the uh, medical marijuana, it, it's just a different world. I mean, my uh, daughter and the 14 year old I'm watching, um, they have, you know, autism. And, you know, there's some talk saying medical marijuana could help. And we're not against the idea. I don't know, just giving marijuana to an eight-year-old. I know it's not like, hey, daughters, smoke this, but it still is kind of weird. Well, you know I mean, I, I think it, like, here's the biggest block on marijuana, just even being allowed recreationally or medically. Right. It's, it's, it's really the labor aspect of it, because 
marijuana, you know, is can be in your system a lot longer for like 72 hours. I've heard maybe, I think that's whatever three, about three days, maybe. Um, and so if you like, you know, you're smoking like a joint or whatever, or, or intaking medical med- med- marijuana, like on Friday afternoon, evening on a weekend, you know, uh, living it up. And then you report to work on Monday and they test you for it. I mean, they could fire you for that. I mean, yeah. they, even if you're like, you seem totally fine, you're not impaired. Um, you know, there's no way to really know that for sure. And they're not going to put you in a position where you can jeopardize someone's life. I mean, that's, right. that's the harder part. I mean, um, it's not like alcohol in that sense. Um, but you know, it's not like I, I, I would, I would, I would, I'm going to hazard a safe guess that your daughter is most likely not going to be doing any warehouse labor or union work of some kind, right. I, I think. Right. So yeah. I think, yeah. so I don't see any issue with her using the product and who knows, she's probably going to go to work, you know, more and more, more of a tech field or more of a comp- computational field or, you know, more analytical, maybe that's yeah. usually seems to be the best kind of careers for the people on the spectrum. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, your daughter better than I do, but yeah, we're not sure where she'll work. <laughs> I mean, yeah. hopefully she's got a good job, but I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But, um, um, I, there's, yeah, we're, I don't think there's as much of a risk of her using those products as someone who is, um, you know, a blue collar worker. And that's really, a, really the struggle there. And I don't know what would be the solution. Uh, maybe a four day work week is the answer. <laughs> oh, they're talking about, how and again, it would be some type of a oil. Not it's not CBD. It's actually medical marijuana, but it's more of an oil type thing. And they're talking about her maybe using it now. I mean, it's been thrown out as a possibility. And my wife and I have looked at each other. And again, it, it's not necessarily the stigma of marijuana, but it is kind of that. Just saying, what do you do with that? You know, it, it's kind of weird. You know. Well, I mean, we're, we're, the problem is, is the research in marijuana and the stigma related to it, it's been biased. Like, the research has been biased against marijuana for 40 years. Um, right. And, like, I think we're starting to see more pop, more neutral, like, less biased research come out. And some of it's been in favor of marijuana. Some of it's been not too kind of marijuana. Right. Um, I think Patel's been doing some phenomenal research um, not too long ago but into the product. Um so um, that's just kind of, uh, I think we're, we're, we got, there's lots to learn. Yeah. Um, other stuff going on. Um, Mike DeWine, and it's frustrating to me because I'm off on Mondays, but he's having his press conferences on Mondays now because the, I think it's because the state house is getting into a new session and he wants to make sure that the Ohio channel usually does the, um, Broadcast can also televise some of the state house discussions, and I don't know. He's, he's trying to be broadcast friendly, I guess. Well, he had another press conference yesterday. And I guess we're now into one C of the COVID vaccinations. If you're 60 or older, and if you have certain conditions or professions, um, so we're looking at people with type one diabetes, pregnant woman, bone marrow transplant, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, we're talking about law enforcement and corrections officers. Child care service employees and funeral service employees. I know he was talking about how that's become a big deal. A lot of uh, funeral home people say, "Hey, I, we really need that because of who we're dealing with." Um, so interesting. Anything surprise you about this list? I'm surprised that law enforcement officers didn't get 
put up yeah. earlier on the list. Um, but maybe, maybe, I mean, it is tough to say like who should get it before grandma. It's always tough. Right. I know there was a lot of screamings over whether teachers should get it or not. And there's just still this ha- hassle, hassling back and forth over schools reopening. But, um, um, overall though, um, um, no, no, the list sounds really straightforward. Um, yeah. I do think it makes sense for funeral directors to get that. Um, and interesting about some of the kind of uh, people with Luke Skerrick's disease or whatnot. Those are kind of also interesting, but, um, it's mostly a question of, oh, not sooner, but I know, again, hard to put it before elderly people who are clearly at risk. Um, it's tough. It's tough to kind of make, to kind of create that kind of triage um, or create that sort of uh, uh, priority list. So uh, don't, je- not jealous of people who have to make the call. Um, curious if, if journal, I was thinking of journalists, Chris, you know, yeah. we, where we were considered essential our our our, our, our media companies were considered essential, um, and I would argue that I was kind of disappointed in that. I think um, um, I would I would have argued if I was DeWine, I would have argued if you're a journalist and you can work home, you should be able to work home, but you're right. you're, you're not barred from uh, going to uh, uh, press conferences or whatever. I think that I think that's kind of a lot of journalists can do their work from home and. Hopefully, I think that's kind of a weird oversight on their part, but, um, um, but yeah, it's it'd be interesting when journalists can get their shots because uh, they're going out talking to people of all kinds of backgrounds. I've heard reports of like one B was going to be a time when journalists were going to get it, and I really think, to be honest with you, um, Ohio later in the story talked about Ohio received record number of vaccines. I'm kind of wondering if it's all dependent on the number of vaccines they have. And, and yeah, they received the record this time, but they were really low the other time. And I think that's, that's what sparked DeWine's, you know, critique of the uh, schools that say, hey, you're getting these vaccines, you're not coming back to school. And I think that's why he got mad, just because there weren't enough vaccines to go around. And I, I kind of wonder maybe if, yeah, you would think journalists could have it by now, but maybe there just isn't enough vaccines. That's my guess. I don't know. Um, and, and I think too, it's weird because you're right a lot. I mean, you, you're working from home now. I'm working from home. Um, our, the nature of our jobs, we're not going to be out in the public quite as much. So I'm wondering too, if there was some concern saying if they allow journalists to get it or people like you and me scrambling to get it over people who really need it. You know what I mean? I don't know. But then yeah, I mean, that's, have, yeah, it's toughest, toughest, toughest decision ever of who really needs it first or not. Right. But I can tell I can tell you, and you you guys have people at your place of work that go out. We definitely have people at our place of work to go out. I mean, there's definitely a decent percentage of reporters that, although yeah, they can work from home. Yeah, they're going to try to do their stories from home as much as possible. But any reporter, it still has to go out some. They can't spend 100 percent of their time at home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm. I'm anxious to read more about this Johnson and Johnson vaccine because it's a one-shot deal. I mean, my wife just got her second dose. Uh, she's a teacher. Um, but, you know, the one-shot sounds better. You don't have to go back twice, right? I mean, that's I would, I would love it if that one had was had finally got cleared. I mean, it, it's really like my grandmother. Um, it's tough for her to get out of the house. It's tough for her to get out in the wintertime, too, when it's too cold because she has – 
breathing issues. So um, having her, to, the, the, that's why she hasn't gotten her shot yet, really. It's just the, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, she has no internet. She's not a person who, who has internet at home and it's not something she's interested in having. It's just, just for cost or, and also like, why do I want this thing called the internet? So that's been a barrier. The other barrier too has been of, um, you know, and um, whenever they called places to offer the shot, it's like, oh, call us back later. Right. <laughs> um, and three, it's also timing, just the weather going out and uh, it's just not conducive to her. Um, so if, if they could, if we could get the one, if she could get the one shot, um, that would be a lot more convenient. I've heard though, she told me like, you know, um, you know, there's certain shots that might have, might not have as a big of impact on her health. Um, yeah. you know, cause people do feel those after effects. My wife took like a whole day to sleep after she got her second shot. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, my, yeah, my wife got her second dose and she was okay. She found herself a little bit more tired the day after she received it. And she said she was feeling a little bit achy. Um, but it wasn't terribly bad. Uh, she just laid down a lot the next day. Um, there's been talk of, you know, you almost have like a COVID symptoms. You know, we haven't had COVID before, so we're not sure if it was COVID symptoms or what the case was. But, yeah, she was out for a little bit after her second dose. So it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I'm I'm 46. I'm, what, three stages away, I guess. So, I mean, I guess we're up to, what, 1C, so... I'll, I'll probably be 1F, maybe, or who knows? It'll be interesting to see where I end up. Brandon, you're probably 1Z, right? Since you're a young guy. 1Z? Yeah. <laughs> you're putting me with the Gen Zers? Yes. <laughs> Brandon's last in line. Once Brandon gets the vaccine, they'll be like, hey, everyone got the vaccine. We're all vaccinated. It'll be good. Um, one other thing, and I, my joke was, hey, I'd, I'd rather do one shot than two. Apparently... You can't pick your vaccine, um, but they say, hey, you know, just get one that's available. Um, they're saying the Johnson Johnson vaccine, it's 72% effective against mild symptoms, 86% effective against severe and critical illness, and it was 100% effective in preventing death and hospitalization. So it sounds pretty good. I don't know. I mean, again, it sounds like. For me. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it kick, it takes care of the essentials. Be terrible if it yeah. was the reversed. Seventy seven percent chance of death, one hundred percent mild symptoms, uh, and <laughs> no thanks. Um, yeah. we'll go with Moderna or <clears throat> Pfizer. <laughs> I wonder. And again, this is we're just reporting what the the study is. I'm guessing though, if you had severe or critical illness, wouldn't you go to the hospital? And if you're critical, couldn't you die? I guess that's one thing I'm, I'm kind of questioning about the study. Well, usually going being hospitalized is not really a good sign. Um, right. So, But like um, the study says, 86% gets severe and critical illness. So if I get COVID and I have a severe critical illness, shouldn't I be going to the hospital? You Maybe, but maybe not. Some people tough it out, I think. Um, okay. You know, like, like I, I, I think... That's a di- I mean, you could have severe critical illnesses, and some of those people might go to the hospital, some of them might not. Um, but I think 
from how I'm reading the study, though, it sounds like they're this is for those people who have really like you're borderline going to the hospital. Okay. Um, you know. All right. Well, but it's uh, good. It's it's better. It's eighty percent, eighty-six percent effective. Which hey, I'll take that anytime. That's good. All right. Um, to close out today, um, graders. I, I don't know. I'm not a huge ice cream fan, so I can't tell you I'm a huge fan of graders. Uh, they just released their mystery ingredient, and uh, let's. It's um, macchiato. Is that how we say it? Yes, that sounds right. I don't know. I'm not an ice cream guy. If you give me ice cream, I'll eat it. I don't crave it. I don't eat tons of ice cream. Chris, I don't know what's wrong with you. We live in ice cream capital. Yes, I know. I know. Ohio is like, got Central Ohio has plenty of ice cream businesses. And Ohio's I mean, definitely got ice cream. How can you not love ice cream? This is Dairyland, Chris. <laughs> If you offer me ice cream, I'm not going to turn you down, but I don't crave it. Like, I'm not like, man, let's go get ice cream, you know? And I'll tell you, I get mad at my daughter because, like, hey, if we're going out for a drive, you know, and she wants a snack, I like to get her ice cream. But ice cream's ice cream. So I like to go to McDonald's because it's a buck, it's cheaper. She wants to go to Baskin Robbins where it's like four bucks. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know? <laughs> I'm an ice cream snob. But macchiato, I, I'm not sure what that tastes like. Would you would you be in the macchiato ice cream? Sounds like a more of a coffee type of ice cream, which I love coffee ice cream usually. So okay. uh, and it's caramel. How about that? Mm, that does sound good. All right, well, there you go. So yeah, Graders, the new ice cream is caramel macchiato, and uh, we live in a great state for journalism because. Uh, with the Inquirer and the Columbus Dispatch, we write stories about that stuff, and everyone loves them. We love them too, and it's it's good to see that. So, Brandon, you're I'm sure you head to the store after we're done today to get yourself some macchiato ice cream. How about that? Yep, probably <laughs> first I'm gonna stop. I got still stop by Hardy's for breakfast. Yes, yes. Have, have you tried that since um, Craig? No, <laughs> suggested I haven't either. I, I, I need to though. I'm not saying it's on my list, but I only Hardee's I know of is in the South Side. Really? Okay. Yeah, but I was going to say I'm not even sure where there's a um, uh, a Hardee's around Columbus. It, it, um, it opened up at the old site of Ohio Deli, or some, I think it was Ohio Deli. That's home of the Dagwood, former home of the Dagwood. My family used to eat racks, and I don't know if I liked it. It just was something that my parents liked to take us to. I guess there's a racks in Cir like Circleville, like south of Columbus. Hmm. Have you ever eaten a racks? I've have not. It's new. It sounds it sounds for it sounds the first time I've ever heard it. It's not terrible, but it's not worth driving out of your way. I mean, if you drive by it in Circleville and you say, "Man, we're hungry. Let's try it out." I guess it's okay. It's not horrible food. I wouldn't suggest going out of the way. I mean, I'm still. In wonder because Craig Lawson talked about, you know, I'm driving an hour out of the way to get Hardee's. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of shocking. I don't know. So, very good. Anything else going on today, Brandon, that we should shout out before we go? Nope, no shout outs really. Uh, um, yeah, nothing to really add to that, to the, to the, to um, discussion. <laughs> to discussion. No, I, I feel like the show's kind of a weird one. I'm, I'm ranting and saying a bunch of 
not safe for work phrases that I'm sure will be made fun of by all the boomers. We talked about how great medical marijuana is. I, I think we took a turn with this show. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might get emails after this one. I'll put it that way. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Who knows? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And again, thanks for checking out the show. Again, we're very uh, happy. It, it just pleased by the, the listeners we have. Thank you for checking out. Thank you for sharing, checking out our sponsors and everything. Uh, just keep it up. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to keep trying to give you as much content as we can. Uh, we have a big announcement, um, Brandon. I'm, I don't think we could talk about publicly today, uh, but we have a partnership. Uh, we have a group that wants to come on and do their own podcast with us, and uh, we're excited to announce that soon. A uh, bunch of great stuff happening. So thank you for your support. Thank you for checking out the show. As always, there's, what, a billion different podcasts out there that you can check out. Thanks for giving us your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we also have more um, extra interviews coming up. Uh, trying to think. Um, we did a review of the old TV show Sledgehammer. Have you ever watched that, Brandon? I've watched it. <laughs> it is good. It's interesting. Um, it's one of the shows that probably would not work in 2021. It's a goofy slapstick um, comedy about an officer that loves his gun. And it's funny, and it's not done in a mean way. I don't know if that could work. I, I don't think we could bring Sledgehammer back in 2021. I'll just put it that way. With everything going on. Uh, we even felt a little bit queasy talking about the show in, in life 2021. We're like, boy, this is funny. We're like, oh, well, it's funny for the time, not being funny for right now. Uh, so, Trust yeah. me, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, yes, that was good. Well, and we're trying to reach out. I guess the the creator of the series is active on Twitter, and we're, th we're hoping maybe we can bring him back for another, a show to talk about and everything. Uh, should be interesting. But yeah, a lot of other stuff coming up. Yeah, just check it out. Well, Brandon, as always, it's been great. Um, Craig uh, says he's going to be coming back tomorrow, so hopefully we'll have all three of us back tomorrow. Thank you for checking out the how, and have a great day, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>